Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go around the league and have a look at all the news from the last 48 hours or so. We've obviously got three World Cup games coming your way this morning. We'll be watching all of those and then giving you a review a little bit later this morning. If you'd like to have a listen to our reviews of the four games that happened over the weekend, the Kangaroos game, we had a review of that one first. And then the three games that were played yesterday, three big wins uh, from Fiji, England and New Zealand. You can listen to all the reviews on the Rugby League Guru podcast. We've also got some new content on our YouTube channel if you would like to go over there and have a look. There is going to be some new content dropping there that will be YouTube exclusive uh, over the next couple of days and weeks. We're going to have a big push on YouTube uh, over the next few months. So looking forward to that. Let's get stuck into the news stories though from the last 24, 48 hours or so from Clarkie's Rugby League Colm, go and have a check out of his page uh, to see all the news stories around the league as it stands right now. This first one is from News Corp. Both the Panthers and the ELCOs believe the, the club's grand final payouts should be increased. Currently, the Premiers receive 200k and the runner-up 100k. I agree. Obviously, the two grand final teams are a little bit biased, but I agree. I think this is just ridiculous. for To win a Premiership and win 200k... That is fucking crazy. I remember at the nines a couple of years ago, it was something like a million or something. Just um, That's just crazy for it to be 200K. 100K for making a grand final, I also think is huge. Huge unders. That seems ridiculous to me. I think it's 100K for winning the... Um the JJ Gilton and Shield as well, the um, the minor premier trophy, which I think is unders as well. So I think the prize money for all of these uh, needs to be a lot higher for clubs. It doesn't really make sense to me. Ray Price, of course, Mr. Perpetual Motion from the Parramatta Eels. Uh, he's been pretty vocal when it comes to the CTE issue that we have in rugby league as it stands right now and an issue that will 100% be growing unless we change what we're doing. Uh, he had the Eels legend says the NRL must do more to stop high contact 
contact in response to scans revealing Paul Green was suffering from CTE before passing. The game has to stop high tackles. That's why I fully support what's going on in the game today, he said. Yeah, a pretty damning report uh, coming off the back of Paul Green's autopsy that he was suffering uh, from CTE, which is terrible to hear. We obviously know how that uh, very unfortunate story played out. And I agree with Ray Price. We do need to change it. Uh, It is just tough, though, when you want to penalise every single thing that's high contact with the head. Um, The game does change. There is no doubt about that. Uh, But it's just about finding that balance. It's really hard. Uh, I understand what the NRL is doing. I fully support what the NRL is doing. But I'll tell you what, when you are watching, you know, your Friday night footy and you're at the pub and you're in the 60th minute and you're you're having games decided by, um, you know, contact to the head when they're two foot off the ground, or they're falling into contact, it does become very tough. I'm not denying that. I know it's very tough as a fan, uh, but we have got to put our players first. I understand where Ray Price is coming from. One of the toughest guys to ever play our game, so don't give me that dribble of, oh, the game's getting soft. This is Ray Price, who played in the toughest era of all time, and he's probably paying the price for it now. Excuse the pun. So very interesting comments there, which I back. Jimmy Tamo. West Tigers front rower, uh, obviously, uh, his season didn't finish the way we would have liked. He's a 300-plus gamer, an absolute champion, James Tamu. He hasn't really done many things wrong throughout his career, outside of essentially the last time we saw him at the SCG, where he lost his head a little bit. Uh, The West Tigers captain has agreed to a one-year deal with the Cowboys to 2023, so he goes back to where he won a premiership up there in North Queensland, which I think is sensational. I think this is how the James Tamu career and story should finish, instead of how it finished that night at the SCG, which was very out of character, uh, but unacceptable at the end of the day. As I said, it was a one-off thing. He's been a champion of our game for a very long time, so I'm stoked to see Jimmy given another opportunity to go up there to North Queensland, who you know could once again be a premiership threat next year, so it'll be a great little fairy tale for James Tarmo to finish on that note if he could. Uh, Callum Watkins, the English centre who was at the Gold Coast Titans a little while ago. The English centre has failed his HIA against France. He has automatically been stood down for 11 days and will be unavailable in round three. So Callum Watkins he will not be available in round three for England. I believe they play Greece off the top of my head. I think they play Greece. I could be wrong, though. Do your own research. But I think they play Greece in that one. So Callum Watkins, he will be unavailable. Speaking of unavailable outside backs, Xavier Coates, the PNG winger, has been ruled out of the rest of the World Cup due to a hamstring injury. Devastating for PNG. I thought they were very, very impressive in their first game, obviously. Uh, I think they play Lebanon, I think they play, maybe. I'm think talking off the top of my head there, uh, but they will be without Xavier Coates, so a big loss for PNG. Obviously, Xavier Coates, one of the best finishers in rugby league, a really big body to have in your team as well, uh, so I have no doubt whatsoever that they will really miss him, which is a tough one. Uh, they don't play Lebanon, sorry, they play the Cook Islands Wednesday, 5.30am uh, this week, so big loss there for Papua New Guinea, but they did play last game without Xavier Coates, and I thought they did very, very well regardless. Tommy Flegler. The Seagulls have reportedly held talks with Thomas Flegler regarding a deal from 2024 onwards. They are prepared to offer him a six-year deal worth 675k a season. Uh, that is a lot of money for a front rower. I think a year ago, I think we all sort of expected Tom Flegler to become one of the best front rowers in our game. I'm not quite sure if he's going to reach those heights. I still think he's going to be a solid front rower. I still think he's going to be a career first grader. I have no doubt about that, but I don't think he's going to be in the superstar category that we probably anticipated he would be. I think as well, and it's just the reality of some players, um, you know, you think Maria Hargraves, you think Dylan Napa, Luke O'Donnells, these sort of characters, Mark guys, they fall into a category where there's things that they do that 
a lot of players probably wouldn't get penalised for, but they tend to every single time. They tend to get harsher suspension. Referees tend to go harder on them because of the way they play and a bit of history they've had. Once you get that name in rugby league, it's very hard to shake it. And unfortunately for Tom Flagler, I think he's got it at the moment as well. So that's the other thing you need to consider. He will miss a couple of games a year with suspension and whatnot. He will get penalised at times when, you know, if a winger did that, they probably wouldn't. Uh, so something else to consider with Flegler. I think 675k if he gets that deal. I think he's done very well for himself respectfully. Uh, for a front row forward, uh, I, I just wouldn't be paying that much personally. Uh, but yeah, obviously a state of origin player. He's got a heap of potential in him. He could improve all of a sudden and put egg all over my face. Uh, but I'm not convinced at the moment he's going to be in that real top echelon of front rowers. I still think he will be a great first grader though. There is no doubt about it. But 675k, I think you're paying for a little bit of potential there. And uh, I'm just not sure where it's going to go. In saying that the Seagulls have lost a couple of front rowers, would be good to get some new blood into that team as well. There is no doubt about that. Uh, I would assume he's or, or he's got a, or a relationship with Anthony Seabold. Uh, so you would have to assume if, if this has just popped up now and he's coming in as the head coach. So if they've got a relationship and whatnot, maybe it could work. I'm not too sure. Uh, but yeah, interesting one there, Tom Flegler. Speaking of front row forwards, George Burgess. The Daily Telegraph says there is currently talks. Uh, the Rabbitohs are considering offering George Burgess a one-year minimum contract for 2023. If it is a minimum contract, I really don't have a problem with this one. I think that would be a good little get for South Sydney on a minimum contract. I wouldn't be paying it too much more than that. He might take the opportunity to play alongside Tom. I was actually at Leichhardt Oval for George Burgess' last game this year uh, when he was playing for the Dragons reserve grade. He's obviously spoken pretty openly about how he hasn't been happy at the Dragons under hook. Wasn't really given an opportunity to get out of reserve grade. Tom Burgess was obviously there and I saw them have a nice little embrace before and after their game. So they've obviously got a special relationship being twins. I wouldn't be shocked if he does take this deal up to finish his career um, at the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but more importantly with Tom there. Um, yeah, it does sound like he's, I think he had a hip surgery or something at the end of last year. Uh, so all the reports have been that he has sort of battled with his body. I don't know that for sure though. So hopefully he can finish his career in a positive manner. Pat Carrigan. Pat Carrigan's manager is set to meet with Bronco with the Broncos to negotiate a pay rise on his reported 500k salary per year. His manager said, Pat is happy at the Broncos. He is very loyal to the club, but we'd like a slight increase on his current deal, his manager said, which I back, to be honest with you. I don't think Pat Carrigan's going to come for the kitchen sink. I think he's a very good clubman, uh, and, and obviously, I, I think he's going to be part of the Kangaroos' best 17 by the end of this World Cup, to be honest with you. So yes, I think Pat Carrigan, he should be looking for a little bit of a bump. If he's only on about the 500k salary per year, I'd be happy to pay him six or 700k just for the leadership he brings to the club um, and everything like that. I think that I think he's a fantastic front rower. He's one that I'd be happy to pay 700k, but I probably wouldn't be happy to pay Tom Flegler that 675 around that mark. I'd probably have him at about the 500k mark. But Pat Carrigan, he's the sort of leader you want at the Brisbane Broncos. He's the sort of guy that's going to call it as is. He's going to be a great communicator within the club. He's never going to get into trouble. Uh, I think he'd be a really good get there on that sort of money. Just on Pat Carrigan again, this one's via NRL Media. The Kangaroos probably admits he felt supported by all his teammates and coaching staff with Liam Hampson's passing. 
He also revealed he would have been on the holiday with him if he missed selection for Australia. So very tough gig there. Obviously playing with the Kangaroos, dream come true. But did miss out on an opportunity to go on a holiday and spend those last few days with with, with one of his good mates, Liam, who unfortunately passed away uh, during the week. So pretty tough gig there. But uh, good to see Pat Carrigan's getting the support from the Kangaroos boys. Uh, a fantastic little group to be a part of there. And we do once again send all of our condolences to Liam's uh, friends and family. And we hope that he does Rest in peace. Dreadful story there. Nathan Cleary, the Kangaroos halfback, scored 28 points in his debut for Australia. Only Andrew Johns has scored more on debut with 30 against South Africa in 1995. Obviously, both games against not top-tier nations. Uh, it is what it is. That's when you tend to make your debut for the Kangaroos for a lot of guys in competitions like this. Uh, I thought Nathan was unlucky. I, I thought he could have scored the first try. Uh, there was a bit of a rebounded kick from Harry Grant that I actually thought live was a try, but the commentators didn't seem to make too much of a fuss about it. I was still half asleep. Uh, and then he had another one later where Cameron Munster threw him a pass um, and they called it forward, which, I, to, to be fair, I think it was forward. Uh, but he did get unlucky on a couple of occasions. He also shanked a couple of kicks throughout the game as well. It wasn't his greatest day off the boot um, as far as some of his strikes weren't fantastic. So, could have broken Joey's record there, which would have been incredible but once again, uh, you've got little things that Nathan Cleary is doing that is starting to line up with your Johns, your Fittlers, your Thurstons these sort of guys. We've been talking about it for a year or so. Uh, it is sort of starting to come together and starting to be pretty evident. Matty Eisenhoof from the Penrith Panthers the Panthers prop is reportedly re-signed with the club for 2023. That is via News Corp. That's only reportedly nothing confirmed, but I think it'll be a great get. I'm a huge fan of Matty Eisenhuth. I cannot believe there aren't other clubs that are going after him and paying overs to get him. I think he's a sensational front row. I think he's different to a lot of front rowers, different body shape. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Slightly different skill set to a lot of guys as well. I absolutely love him as a front row forward. I think he's a really good fit there at Penrith. He's probably not in their starting 17 as it stands right now. Uh, he could be over the next year or two if they lose any other players. A lot, lot of rumors about a Spencer Lenu leaving, for example. If he was to go, Matty Eisenhuth, he'd be straight into that side, I think. Really big fan of him. He was a guy that I thought the Dolphins would go really heavy at. He was one of the main guys I, sto- I spoke about uh, as soon as the Dolphins were announced. But it seems staying at Penrith, I like it for the career of Matt Eisenhuth, an opportunity will present itself eventually. I think it's already pretty evident that the Panthers boys, and in particular Ivan Cleary, they trust Matty Eisenhuth. A pretty incredible story. I don't have the exact details, but he had cancer a couple of years ago and he managed to overcome it. There is some story like that with Matt Eisenhuth. Obviously, the cousin of the great Paul Gallen as well. So, good pedigree there. He's overcome a bit of stuff, but he's got a young daughter now with his beautiful wife, so he's doing well, Matty Eisenhuth. Great little story there. Wade Graham. 
The Sharks' back row is reportedly close to re-signing with the club for season 2023. Great to see for the Sharks. They've obviously lost Aiden Tolman and Andrew Fafita. They've left at the end of the season, so to keep a bit of experience around the club like Wade Graham, I do like it. Do I think Wade Graham is their best best left edge second rower still? I probably don't, to be honest with you. I think Wilton is better, and I think he's more suited to this team now. But Wade Graham, he's got so much experience. He has got a little bit of uh, X-factor to him. He has got a nice little skill set to him. I think when you can get a full preseason under Wade's belt once again, Again, keep him fit for an entire year. I think you can get some really good footy out of him. But all of that aside, just having his experience in this club when you've lost guys like Tolman and Fafita, that's probably two hundred and that's uh, that's probably five hundred and fifty pushing close to six hundred first grade games there off the dome. So Wade Graham has been a champion for a long time, been a champion shark for a very long time. So great to see him hang around. But I do think it'll probably be his last season because I think Teague Wilton he is ready to step into that jersey. You could also shift. Malachi, one in if you wanted to. They've got plenty of options there. The New Zealand Kiwis, Michael Maguire, says both Murata Nekora and Mosliota require scans and are unlikely to be available in round three. They won't be too worried about round three, but once you get into sudden death finals footy of this World Cup, they will need all their guys on, on deck, especially when they eventually play the Kangaroos, which is probably about three weeks away. So I'm sure they'll be resting these boys up. I think that both of them will be in their best 17. I'd be picking Murata Nekora at centre if it was up to me and Mosley Ocho I think he would definitely be in my side somewhere as well so hopefully those guys are fit and ready to go by the time the big games roll around speaking of the Kiwis one of their teammates Dallin Wateni Zalesniak what a day he had yesterday he was fucking incredible the Kiwis winger has equaled his nation's record of the most tries in a single game he scored four tries this morning against Jamaica he was also taken off with 20 minutes to go which is wild Josh Adokar scored four in 80 minutes the other day. Uh, Wateni Zaleznak scored three in about 20 minutes, and then he scored his fourth in about the 60th minute. Then they took him off for a spell. It should also be noted, he scored four tries. He also had three tries. He was everywhere, DWZ. One of the best games by a winger you will ever see. So congratulations to Dallin. Uh, pretty bloody impressive stuff there. I don't think he was one of their first-choice wingers, and I'm not sure if he will be yet still, uh, but he certainly has put his hand up and reminded Michael Maguire what he is capable of. For a long time, DWZ has been one of the best kick returners in rugby league. Just one of the hardest guys to tackle in general. You talk to first grade, you ask them who's, who's the biggest pain in the ass to tackle, and they throw up a couple of names. DWZ, regardless of where he's playing, how that team is going, he's always one of those guys that is tossed up there. Very, very hard to handle, apparently, DWZ. Came through as a superstar fullback. Has played most of his footy on the wing. I think wing is his best spot now, realistically. Played a bit of fullback at Canterbury, but I was never really a fan of him there. I prefer him out on the sting, but four tries in a test match, an incredible effort to do it in 60 minutes and to have another three try assists, a bloody good knock from any winger. That's all the news stories guys from the last 24 hours or 48 hours, we'll have the review of the three World Cup games that are coming your way over the next few hours so stay tuned for those and if you want to have a listen to the reviews from the weekend all of those have already dropped on the Rugby League Guru podcast. Go and have a listen to those. Four games that were pretty much all blowouts, essentially. So uh, not a heap of detail to go into all those. But if you do want to catch up on who played well and whatnot, go and have a listen to those. We also had a podcast drop the other day on Friday, Arvo, Friday morning, I think it was, uh, where we did an Instagram Q&A on our page where we went through and answered about 25 questions. Uh, and we recorded the whole thing on the podcast. So a bit of like a behind-the-scenes sort of content. 
if you guys want to see how those are done and whatnot. We had a couple of internet problems, not with the podcast, uh, but with the actual Instagram story. So it was a little bit up and down, but uh, some really good content there where I answer questions for people on, on the Instagram, but then I talk to you guys in a little bit more detail about my thought on all those questions, similar to a Q&A live, just a little bit different, a bit more of a behind the scenes sort of look. So that podcast, it's probably three or four potties ago if you want to go back and catch up on that one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.